welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 93 in year two, and I have to say we have a shitload of comics this week. Those are just a dump of Batman comics. I didn't even write down Rorschach on here now that I'm looking at my notes. Um, and yeah, we got a bunch of stuff, but we do have some news that we can talk about. Uh, I think the biggest probably being that Ace the Bat Hound has been cast in... It's not called Super Pets, right? It's called. It is, it is called the League of Super Pets. Oh, okay. So the by in of- Ace the Bat Hound is probably voiced by the worst possible actor I could have ever voiced Ace the Bat Hound with. Yeah, for sure. Being Kevin Hart. I so I made a joke on DCA DC Alliance, the podcast that I host on Mondays. Uh, I I said. That as long as Kevin Hart is not in this movie, I will 100% see it. When this video came out, I was tagged more than 10 times separately in different parts of Twitter and people just laughing at me. I hate this. I apps like don't get me wrong. I understand that Jumanji made like a billion dollars. I understand people just love their chemistry. I hate it. It's one of those just one of those annoying things to me. I don't know why. It's just annoying. Yeah. Um, so I Kevin Hart got this job because The Rock is crypto. That is the only reason. I'm assuming that crypto and Ace have a lot of dialogue together because that is Kevin Hart and The Rock are like best friends. Like they will work together on anything. So I will say this is like a star-studded cast. They have like it a has lot of big a names. A lot of big names. They have. Let's see here. Uh, uh, Kevin Hart, of course. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Vanessa Bayer. John Krasinski is in here as well. Uh, Diego Luna, who was uh, in uh, shoot uh, Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One, mm-hmm. and uh, Natasha Leone. This is a big cast. Yeah, I told my friends that if my little sister wants to see this or if some for some reason, Abby wants to be like, hey, let's just watch this movie. Yeah, I will go see it. Otherwise, it's probably unless you want to review it for the show, it's going to be an HBO Max viewing for me. It's not it's probably not going to be same day because this is, of course, coming out in 2022. But I do know that they did strike a deal with uh most of the uh theaters now for a 45 day window until it's on hbo max yeah so i think i could wait 45 days to watch this movie yeah it would really depend on the trailer would have to like just slay me to want to go watch this seeing crypto in here of course voiced by the rock Mm -hmm. the animation alone if they i'm telling you if Kevin Hart's name was not in there, I would have probably gone just for the fact of the animation. Yeah. Crypto looks really cool in this animation style. But once I saw Kevin Hart, I rolled my eyes and I just said, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I do have a niece now that is theater watching age. So I could probably take her. Um, and then it'll just be a thing that I could spend time with my niece and check it out. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Kevin Hart, I'm just not, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Hart. I think he's funny sometimes, but he's, he's that one person that does the same character in every movie. Like he plays Kevin Hart in movies. Yes. And that's why I don't, I'm not a big fan of him. Um, 
But yeah, anyways, speaking of movies, just to knock it out real quick, we got that Blue Beetle is going to be straight HBO Max movie. Uh, yes, as well know. as uh, Batgirl is yes. one of them, and so is Static Shock. Yeah, so I didn't know about that one. I haven't heard about that one. But yeah, so we have a bunch of HBO Max movies that are going to be going straight there. Um, I want to see the quality. Like, I want to see if they're going to be like blockbuster budgets just with HBO Max, or it's going to be like the $60 million budgets that they give them. They're getting a lot of backlash for this because as of right now, all of their like um, people of color slash like diverse films are going yeah. to HBO Max and not having a theatrical window. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm a little upset with this just because it's their first like main Latino lead and I'm like, I want the world to see this, you know? Yeah. Some people are saying, oh, well, technically HBO Max will have like more eyes on it just because more people will be streaming it. Unfortunately, HBO Max does not have a wide international release. That's yeah. the problem with that. And I understand that they are going to uh, freaking Disney with the Warner Bros. Disco or not Disney, uh, Discovery, Warner Bros. Yeah. Discovery. And Discovery, I think, is worldwide. So hopefully Discovery is able to get that open to more people. But who knows? That's a whole year until yeah. that happens. Yeah, because that is not finalized. Although they showed the ugly OG. Horrendous. Yeah, that's freaking ugly, logo. Yeah. It, it looked like somebody from the 90s created something in like uh freaking paint or something yeah i think it would have been better if they would have used the wb logo that they currently have with the shield with the discovery armband and it just says discovery that would have been better yeah so yeah maybe i'll design it and send it to them and then be like hey bitches <laughs> give me money i need money uh don't steal this anybody listening to this podcast that's a graphic designer that's my idea copyrighted patent pending everything uh but anyways so, yeah, those movies were announced. Um, freaking, we're getting Aquaman 2, The Lost Kingdom, which, yeah. uh, you know, I thought that was okay. We, Me and Clay were literally talking about this. I felt like that was the first movie we saw, The Lost Kingdom, but I guess they want to emphasize it this time. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little weird. I mean, I'm I'm hesitant to know what the, like, big catch is for that movie because we yeah. learned about the entire history lesson in the first movie so yeah for sure yeah um i don't know i would have i would have been better off with save the turtles aquaman save the turtles and then it's just a big plastic <laughs> like we're gonna fuck you people because y'all have so much plastic in the ocean um would have been better uh but yeah so there's that then we got which i found this interesting but i don't give a fuck about the show so we got photos of the batwing suit in batwoman and yes. had I been watching the show and I saw this, I think I'd be super hyped because the suit looks cool. I like it for what it is. Um, it's I would say it looks better than the Red Hood suit in Titans. Yes, very much know, so. He's got a big old head. But um, I will say that I don't know the actor's name, but, you know, it's Luke Fox. Uh, Cameras, Cameras Johnson. OK, uh, Cameras Johnson looks awesome without the helmet, but in the suit. Like him just yes. wearing the suit, he looks awesome. I don't like the almost Mortal Kombat esque shape of yeah. the of the mask. 
uh, around. And I understand that you need room for your mouth to like actually move. You need yeah. your room for your nose and stuff. I just feel like they probably could have made this a little better. Yeah. I mean, even the almost flat look to, well, I guess Batwing originally had an open mouth and yeah. then it later it got revamped for rebirth and it had more of a closed shield. So I guess this is technically like comic book accurate, but yeah, it does look good. I'm interested to see if they're going to go with the wings though. I think he's going to fly like Iron Man. Um, oh, you're going to, they're going to do the atom basically yeah, again. I, I think they're going to do something like that. Uh, hmm. But if they do the wings, that'd be kind of cool. Or maybe they just do it when he falls. He oh, maybe yeah. they retract. Yeah, and he can do that. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks awesome. I just don't give a shit about the show. So yeah, know. apparently it's getting a little bit better. Um, yeah. But somebody told me that the last episode, they're like, "Oh yeah, last episode was probably one of the better episodes." And then I saw some news on it, and Wallace Day is back as Kate again. So. Oh. Like it's getting better when you bring in the white actor. Like yeah. that's it's a little sus when you when you really think about what they're trying to pull for season two. So yeah, I there's somebody in our Discord that watches the show and they're like, yeah, um, they're like the show's good, but hopefully with Batwing coming in, it's gonna take away from Batwoman. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hopefully Batwing takes over the Batwoman show. Yeah. Well, I think everybody, I think it was just, you know, they don't like the new Batwoman. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just how people are. Because I think everybody thought, like we've said a million times on this podcast, what's the, this is essentially season one again. Yeah. Because, you know, all the relationships we knew from Batwoman for the first season are non-existent. Had you just kept Wallace Day and never brought in Ryan Wilder, then I think we'd be, I'd, I'd be watching but I literally stopped watching the moment I found out Ruby Rose wasn't coming back for season two. I was like, what's the point? And oh, yeah. I said, I should say when we found out that they were going to cast Ryan Wilder. Uh, because and not bring no in somebody else to yeah. replace Ruby Rose yeah. as Kate Kane. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it'd be interesting. I would be, I would applaud WB if they told, uh, you know, Ryan Wilder or the character, the actress, like, Hey, you're going to be here for like two or three seasons. And then we're going to have a big kill off of your character and Batwoman's going to come back. Like, because I mean, I mean, I I understand that it's like if she's still alive, why would she give up the mantle of Batwoman? But like, I feel like killing her off would be a very big negative for like even people. And that's the one thing that I hate. People who don't watch the show will come in and be like, why'd you kill her off? Why'd yeah. you kill her off? Like, that's one thing that I don't like as well. So but I don't know. One, it's it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, the one thing about CW fans is they keep watching the show no matter what. So that's your core audience. I would really like to know the numbers for like, and they never show them because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think CW cares, but I would really like to know the numbers for some of these CW shows because my God, even people who love CW mm. hate the flash right now. Yeah. I, I just, you posted that clip of the breakdancing. I was like, I'm so glad I stopped watching this two years ago, three years ago. So uh, I'm glad I don't, I don't see how 
this might be some shade to reviewers out there because I was in this. I don't do this anymore, <laughs> but I know there are reviewers out there in the space that will not criticize these shows as much as they want to criticize them because they know their audience will turn on them. Yeah. I am not scared of my audience. Like I love my audience, but I will tell you, a you got to have your own dick. opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why people liked me because I was so divisive at times. Like yeah. I'd be like, this is good. But I was like, this episode fucking sucked y'all. And I think people like that. But then there are people that only want to hear negative shit. And there's people that only want to hear good shit. Yeah. And I was like, I gave people the best of both worlds. But then I just became super negative because I was like, this show sucks. Like I woke up. I'm sorry. And um, but there are <laughs> there are reviewers on YouTube that will not criticize shit. They'll criticize it, but they won't be like, this fucking sucks. Like they won't go that far because yeah. they know the audience can be very sensitive. I didn't give a shit. I still don't give a shit uh, as this podcast shows. But um, yeah, I don't know. You can check out the numbers, though, if you want to see like what it is week to week. Because I used to do that when I did reviews. You just got to type in TV reviews or TV oh, really? uh, numbers because it goes off Nelson or whatever. So Nielsen, Nelson. Yeah. Games. Okay. Yeah. All the all the CW shows are like point point one oh or under. Like, they don't get a lot of views. They get, like, hundreds of thousands or some shit like that, huh. if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Unless I'm wrong and maybe it's, like, because, no, because I think, like, getting 6 million views is really good on TV. No, And then I, I will go ahead and call out my host for uh, DC Alliance. He almost said, looking at these pictures, well, he, he didn't almost say, he did say, he's like, yeah, I kind of wish they would have gone with the color red instead of blue. And I'm like, then he would have been Red Hood no so batwing has had the red logo before really yeah if i'm not mistaken you can uh i'll search it up but i have um, never seen him with a red I'm that's interesting sure he's had a red logo but um yeah you said there was uh well as we move on to the next topic you said there's comic news i'll look up the batwing thing right yes now. and this may interest you because i think you've played this game before okay. so you you should be interested but it it's more so because of a big comic book return to DC Comics and the Black Label, uh, which is Fables. Fables is coming back to DC. It's coming back under Black Label. And for its big return, Batman encounters Fables this September in Batman versus Big B. Hmm. So... Uh, it's called uh, Batman versus Big B, a wolf in Gotham. So if anybody remembers, uh, I think it's a wolf among us. No, no, no. Is that what it's called? I'm the pretty game? sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the Telltale so. game. Oh, yeah. I think it's Wolf Among Us. I think so. Yeah. So it's that character. Um, he is going to be teaming up with Batman. Um, I'm really excited about this. I have not had the chance to read fables, um, when it was, cause it was under vertigo at one point, but, uh, I've heard really great things about it and it being under the black label means that they're going to be a little bit more lenient on what they're going to be able to do with those books. So I think it would be a really fun time to jump in. Yeah. So that's really all the news as of right now. Uh, I was looking at solicits, nothing too big. I, I think we did cover just a little bit of that uh, when we were talking about the whole 
um, international release of that Batman book, Batman vs. the World, or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, that's basically it as far as news goes. Yeah. So I'm looking, there is one cover of Batwing where the logo is red, but he's also covered in blood, so they could just be playing off of that. Um, but there's not a lot of photos with him red. Now, there are a lot of Batman suits that look like Batwing suits that have yeah. red logos. Um, so he might have gotten... I could have sworn I've seen it in red, too, though. So maybe I'm getting confused as well. But Batwing is one of those characters that has just popped up randomly. And I want to see maybe in Tynan's run it was red. So hmm. I could be wrong. I'll have to look it up later for sure, but... Yeah, anyways, that's interesting on Black News. So one thing I saw when I was reading um, the Joker puzzle book today is they're talking about this black label book that's called Reptile that's by a big um, artist yes. or writer or something. Yes. Is that um, out already? Because I didn't see that. No, it's not out yet. It's coming out soon. Oh. Uh, I can't remember the writer for it, but he is like a really big deal. Let me actually open this up. It's on the last page of the... Uh, puzzle, puzzle box book yeah for sure um but yeah so going into comics though this was a really interesting week i was telling clay i was liking a lot of these books or at least i was interested in the books i will i think interest and like is very different um garth but, Ennis. yeah yeah he's, he's he's a big deal so yeah so uh, yeah i'm interested in reading that because it looks like it's batman right it's batman related looks yeah like killer croc maybe i don't know i'm not too sure but yeah i want to check that out because it's a six issue series but uh, this week, yeah, some of these books were, I don't know, I was interested in them. And then they had moments where I was like, well, that just made this book stupid. So I don't know. Even, let's read the, did you read the detective? Because I didn't read it. Yes. So, so let's start with that. Detective was, it was so good up until oh, okay. the yeah, last. We'll talk about detective comics, then the detective. So I haven't read the detective. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So the so detective. So which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's do The Detective, because I don't have any input on that. Okay. So The Detective. Uh, this, I don't, again, I'm so confused as of what Taylor is wanting to do with this series. Because, yes, I understand there's moments in, I feel like, not even a whole lot of people's runs of like classic batman runs i think the only one we've really gotten the chance to see bruce training was in scott snyder's run uh near the end when it came close to endgame yeah but that's basically what this story is it is the relationship between Descartes and bruce wayne and to be completely honest with you i didn't really feel anything with this issue because i wasn't I wasn't necessarily seeing anything in this training or with like the relationship that's super important yeah. that like I need to know for the story going forward. Like, yes, you see that there's a ro rocky relationship for the fact that Descartes is not necessarily a good guy, mm -hmm. but he said that in the very beginning of their relationship, when they first met, they're like, Hey, people hire me to do this stuff. Yeah. If you're like, we we know just for pure experience of reading comics, when you are a gun for hire, you're not necessarily walking the path of justice here. You're wanting to line your pockets. That's yeah, basically sure. what Descartes is doing. 
And so when it comes to Bruce getting captured, Descartes finding him and him killing this dude, Bruce gets super mad. Of course, like we we all know who Bruce is at heart. So, yes, I understand. OK, you're probably wanting to write that moment of showing, hey, Bruce is always going to be Batman. Mm. But I just I don't know. I, di- I didn't really feel anything with this story. Yeah. No, I got through a few pages of it and it was like, OK, he's like I, I saw because I read like the first four or five pages. So he had almost got killed or somebody tried to kill Descartes or try to kill Bruce Wayne. But Descartes was there and they're like, oh, I'm going to kill you, Descartes. And then Batman or Bruce like arrested him or some shit like that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So like I saw stuff like that. But yeah, looking through this book, I mean, after three issues, I think I would have dropped this by now if I was buying it. We do get a flashback to the point where we're actually seeing Batman and not like this older Batman. But it's like from what we see here in the flashback, it says 10 years ago from where they uh, are now. So 10 years ago, Batman was still in a classic Batman suit. Yeah. Which, I mean what happens between there to get him where he's at now, where he's wearing this almost uh, freaking nightmare Batman suit, you know? And I understand that's become more of like a fan favorite, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, especially when you go from the classic gray and blue to that, that was a misstep in my, in my book. Like having freaking Hubert, draw classic blue and gray and yellow is just amazing in this book i do enjoy that but afterward batman still arrests the card because oh you you're still a bad person at heart it's like okay we already know this so why keep like forcing it to us and then at the end bruce wayne gets arrested for the murder of Descartes okay so Descartes yeah. died so Descartes, uh from what we see here we can assume that he's dead but it doesn't show that he dies in the very beginning because at the very beginning you see current timeline bruce is sending him to this hospital or this underground hospital the same underground hospital that Descartes showed him yeah uh and he's letting them know like hey this is what happened to him and then it goes off to the flashback so I don't know if this like Descartes being dead is maybe a ruse that Batman needs to like, hey, they need to know that you're dead. So that way they won't keep going after you type of thing, maybe because yeah. that's that's the gimmick with this group of individuals is that, hey, yeah, we're true. killing we're killing everybody that Batman saves. So maybe that's what Bruce is wanting to pull here. But I'm not entirely I- sure. I'm curious if he's going to have these people go after the family because he saved all the family technically. Yeah. So I wonder if he'll go after Damien, if he'll go after Catwoman, if he'll go after all of these people. Um, But, you know, we already kind of had Bruce say like, oh, well, I don't have family anymore at the start, which kind of makes no sense. But it still wouldn't mean that they don't go after him. Like he's closer with them than he is with all these other people he saved. So it wouldn't yeah. make any sense for them not to go kill him. So I, it would be a big misstep if, if he doesn't do that in this run, like we don't see Nightwing or anybody else try to get killed by these people. Um, but I mean, it looks like this whole thing's going to take place in London. 
for some reason. Yeah. Um, I still think um, those there's something going on with Squire and the other person. So Knight or whatever. But yeah. either way, um, yeah, I would have personally dropped this book by now, uh, which is not something I really say a lot about um, a Taylor book. But yeah, I'm just not feeling this Batman. I'm a lot more picky about my Batman with it than anything else. So, but yeah, jumping over from that, what did you think of Joker 4? I, I'm literally just now opening it, so that's funny. Yeah. Um, I am not entertained with this book at all. It's a lot uh, of reading. It is a lot of reading, and the one thing that I hate about this book more than anything is the fact that this is selling as the Joker yeah. when it's a Jim Gordon book. For sure. This isn't a Joker book. And anybody who tells me otherwise is full of shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like every single piece of inner dialogue is Gordon. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, that is the audience, you, the listeners, and us, the podcasters, we're just not buying books that are not titled Joker and or Batman in the title. It's because they also don't promote them that well. Um, I would have had I had the excess money, I would have bought Man Bat. Man Bat was good. Yeah, I would have bought that. Series. I'll probably buy it in trade. Um, like last night, I will say I so I kind of I kind of hustled Amazon recently. Uh, I, got, <laughs> I made a profit off Amazon. Um, but anyways, I oh by the way, I got refunded that hundred dollars. No, you did not. <laughs> so I essentially turned a hundred dollars into like three hundred dollars with Amazon. Almost. Jesus. It was awesome. Anyways, I had to spin that shit. Um, and what ended up happening was last night I was looking to buy Doomsday Clock because I was like, all right, I don't have Doomsday Clock, but they still don't have a fucking hardcover for Doomsday Clock, which is ridiculous. Are you serious? You have to buy it in two parts for hardcover. I thought they combined them already. Yeah, in a paperback. Oh, that's gross. And I'm like, that sucks. And I was like, I want the hardcover, and we still don't have one. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. I ended up just buying some anime shit, like I always do. But that's your loss, DC. That's on you. You could have had my Amazon free money, but no, no hardcover. <laughs> um, but I was looking through other Batman shit because I was going to, I want to finish the deluxe version of Tom King's run. And those aren't even out yet. Like, I couldn't even see them. And I'm like, are they going to finish this run in deluxe? I'm going to be pissed if they don't. Because I didn't see like Wait, the City last, of Bane the, the last three are, are not yeah, out in deluxe. No, that it goes up to like five, and I'm like, and I think five is right nightmares maybe. So yeah, that would be, that would that would be at least two or three more deluxes. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh shit! Don't t- tell me they're not going to finish this because it'd be pissed because I didn't buy the volumes. Uh, but anyways, um. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about, Amazon and shit, but buying stuff. Um, yeah, we don't we don't buy Gord, like a Gordon book, you know what I mean? Unless it's got a big writer tied to it. And we're just like, oh yeah, we'll we'll fucking do that. Like Supergirl. I would normally not buy Supergirl, but Tom King's writing it, so I'm gonna buy it. See, I wonder if so like main continuity Jim Gordon book would not sell. I wonder if you turn it into a black label Jim Gordon book. Yeah. People would buy it. Yeah. People bought the question book. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Black Label definitely is where you would put it. Um, yeah. I think this, I don't know. This is definitely not, I'm hit or miss on the art too. Like, there's some things that I like and some things I don't. 
Um, you know, and it is Gilliam, and I, I like Gilliam. I prefer when he draws women. I'm not a big fan of how he draws men. I will say that I do like I was intrigued by the Texas uh characters just because, you know, I am a Texan and I'm like, all right, I could find these crazy people in a small town easily. And uh but it looks like they're dead already, or at least one of them is. And uh, I was like, well, I kind of wanted to see more of those characters. And yeah, there's not really much to say about this book, ladies and gentlemen. There's a shootout. Of course, Joker wins. And then he has this long conversation with Gordon. And Gordon had a moment of like, I could kill the Joker, but he doesn't take it. So you're like, all right, he just he's not a killer. Uh, but if if Tynan's smart here, he will turn this around and still have Gordon kill him at some point. Because this is exactly what I said. I was like, if Joker were to die in book four, that'd be insane. But now he's so if a smart writer would sow the seeds like, OK, we showed that Gordon is just too good. He won't kill him. But if at the end of this book, he kills Joker and he gets over that mentality to, you know, defeat the devil, like he says in this book, it would be a lot more interesting. Yeah. Um, but here, uh, Lady Bane shows up and um, unties Gordon and tells him to leave because this is not. Um, you, you you were basically you're going to the dark side yeah and you still have a little light i'm like why would she care yeah like the, yeah. this this book is making zero sense to me yeah and it's also i understand that freaking harley shot joker's eye out mm-hmm. in the uh like right before future state or whatever yeah joker war yeah and him coming back with two colored eyes it just annoys the fuck out of me I don't know yeah, why I feel that they, they it, offered that to me when I was looking at Batman books and I laughed. I was like, ha, I ain't spending money on that. that no, like, it, it's nope. it's so annoying. But yeah. I'm actually looking at the omnibuses, quote unquote, for comiXology for uh, King's Run. Yeah. So the last one that they're offering is Batman, the deluxe edition book five, and it has issues 58 through 69, right? But yeah. then there's one right after that really? that says Batman City of Bane, the complete collection, 75 oh. through 85. They're missing six issues. Really? Six, uh, freaking 70, 71, 72, 73, 74. Okay, so five issues. There's five issues in between there that aren't in a deluxe edition. So why, like, I don't know why they you would have do Twitter that. Twitter still. Ask Tom King. Oh yeah, I could. You know, I, ask I could. Him where I, you go. Who else was a part of that? Those runs. Um. Yeah, because I see. I saw the. I saw the City of Bane collection, but the cover and everything looked ugly, and I was like, "What is going on here?" But it's also paperback. I literally have the the first five books over there on the back of my wall, and I. But the, co- the next so one. the complete collection is not a hardback. It's no, it's paperback. oh that's gross. I'm sorry. Yeah. So like why would I want that? Like yeah. it looks so weird when you have all hardcovers because I and, have the first trade. Yeah, <laughs> because two of my Batgirl uh, New Fifty Two because I have the whole collection of Batgirl for New Fifty Two because I love that run by Gail Simone. Yeah, I have the first two are hardcover and then the rest are all trade paperback. And I'm like, why did I buy it like this? Like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. So um, same thing with Catwoman, a couple of because the same artist on Joker. 
I love the way Gilliam draws women. Like he drew Catwoman for New 52 and it was the very sexual, like very sexy Catwoman. I loved it. And um, so I bought the shit out of that series. But yeah, I bought that was in hardcover and trade paperback as well. So yeah, I would ask him because I like I said, I can't ask him on anything now. But um, yeah, because I don't know what the hell's happening there because he usually pimps the shit out of his stuff. He's like, look at this gorgeous like blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm surprised. Anyways, with Joker, don't really care for the story. I don't know where it's going, but you know, we'll keep. I'm I'm holding out hope that Tynan does do a twistaroo here, and I'm like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah. you know, it is. Speaking of Tynan, as much as we may d- disagree with how he's writing Batman right now, do want to congratulate him on being awarded a few uh, Eisners. So he's up for like best writer, I think best story. And, yeah, he's uh, being nominated. He hasn't won yet. He's been yeah, nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's getting, you know, he's being nominated for a lot of these things. Tom King only got one nomination for Strange Adventures. Yeah. Which I think is ongoing series or or limited, limited. series. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if any of these people win. We'll let you know, guys know after. That doesn't happen until after July because it usually happens at Comic-Con. But yeah. there is no Comic-Con this year. Um, I was very surprised that Tom King has only gotten one when he has three series out yeah i mean the last few times that he's done it though it was like one for his limited series one for his one shot like he hasn't really done much writing outside of his limited series though yeah so it does make sense yeah i guess they can't put all of his books in one um we'll see if he gets nominated for Batcat or or rorschach next year because those will still be going well into 2020 well not rorschach well well because technically after the eisners i guess they start counting all the books from after that Mm -hmm. i don't know how that works but anyways so uh yeah so anyways that that is this book do you want to jump over to puzzle because i don't i didn't think puzzle was super amazing It, it was one of those books where i was like this ending was stupid yep it it was definitely one of those books but uh so what are your thoughts since you you have it recently like you read yeah. it recently yeah i just read this last night so i thought it was a fun book because this is something the joker would do so the premise of the story is there is a puzzle or a riddle we find out at the end of the story that somebody has killed the riddler and they want to know who it is and they have every gotham villain in a cell and for some reason, they were throwing a party for the Joker. Or at least that's a story that's been told. Yeah. And the cops are like, all right, because Batman went in and he like b- busted it up, caught them all. And the cops are like, all right, who's going to talk? And nobody wants to talk. And Joker's like, I'll talk. And so they take him into interrogation room. And all this is, is Joker just making up a story. He has the Batman show up and he the batman's fighting and then um batman tells joker he's like there's not i got nothing against you joker i just got to clean this up and i'll be right out of your way and he's like nope no problem arnold and gordon's like, <laughs> gordon's arnold? like arnold he's like yeah. oh yeah that's his that's his real name but keep yeah. that between us that's our little secret <laughs> yeah so i thought it was very like funny joker so i like that i didn't understand why after 12 pages they ended the story and then retold the beginning of how we got there. This is something that I absolutely hate in comics. If you can easily, very easily make 
one of your flashbacks or like this uh, epilogues, which should have been a prologue, like into the front of your story, just fucking do it. Like, because this is essentially the very few seconds before they interrogate him. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why they did it that way. You're you're introducing a new character, a new detective. Okay, cool, I guess. It still could have been in the front of your book. Yeah. And I will say, Matthew Rosenberg has been 50-50 with me. Uh, ever since I read his book, I think it was in Marvel, a uh, multiple man. Um, and at some point, like I was writing reviews for him and he, <laughs> he was getting kind of upset, but more so because his fans were getting upset at my reviews. Oh. Uh, and he's like, yeah, people are wanting to know if I like hurt you or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, and he understands, he understands that he's not going to like get everybody to love his stuff. And we yeah. have a mutual relationship. It's nothing like ecstatic or anything. I can't mm-hmm. be like, Oh yeah, he's my best bud. It's just something that I would review his book and then ask a few questions so I can add those tidbits in my review. That's basically yeah. it. But it's nice to know that he's, seen my reviews which i'm like (laughs) oops for (laughs) the ones that you didn't write well (laughs) yeah whoops uh that would be funny if he was like i like the way this guy writes and then you just shit on him um (laughs) but yes for joker puzzle like i said it's i like the way the joker was being written but those last eight pages just made no sense i was like yeah i was like this is dumb but other than that we'll see where this goes i'm i'm interested on who killed the riddler and we'll see so. Yeah, like the like you said, the fun Joker. When was the last time we had that? The Joker one shot. Yeah, uh, the the Halloween Joker. Mm-hmm. That's probably the last time. That was almost two years ago now. Yeah, that was the number one book on our first uh, review or year in review kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it just upsets me that like everybody. It's like, oh, this is the most popular thing. Like, do something different. And I'm glad, I am glad that Rosenberg actually decided to go with a more classic Joker within this story. Yeah. Yeah, so other than that, that was, uh, it was pretty decent. Um, But, you know, I'm interested to see where it goes. Next up, we have, let's talk about, let's talk about Future State. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, Future State, I mean, I, we... The big re- revelation here, and I don't know how I feel about this because this story has been told a million times, but essentially, Batman's alive. Only Red Hood knows he's alive, and Red Hood's working undercover. And I feel like we've read this story a million times with different this characters. Was, this was never revealed, but it was something me and you both predicted. Yeah. While yeah. we were reading Future State. With it being so predictable... I am a little disappointed in that because I'm just like, oh, like we guessed it all along. Yeah. But I don't like I understand how this can move forward in the story of Future State because this is further than what we've read. Yeah, this is this is technically in between some of the stuff that we've read, but it is technically after some of like majority of the stories that we've already read. Like Robin, Tim Drake is immortal at this point. That's after his series. So the whole thing where it's like the end or the beginning, this is clearly afterward. So 
okay, that's cool, I guess. Um, the confrontation of the relationship between the Bat family is intriguing, but just like Red Hood says, just like Jason says, like this is the same song and dance. They've hated me before. Yeah. Now they're going to hate me even more because of this. Yeah. Like, and Bruce is just, oh, I got it covered. Don't worry. They'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is literally just that Family Guy meme with Meg saying, you all think you're better than me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> essentially that. Um, but yeah, the story's interesting, but I don't really, like, I don't know. It doesn't blow me away just because I'm like, dude, like, this was Grayson. This is essentially Grayson. Uh, just with Red Hood in the future. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't know. It was okay. Not, I'm not, I wasn't blown away by it. Uh, still liking the black and white, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then there's uh, John Ridley actually had a few stories as backups uh, this oh, week. Yeah, yeah. He had one where it I introduced it introduced his uh, his uh, the daughter of, yeah. or the sister of uh, Jace mm-hmm. actually being a vigilante with him. She's clearly not a Robin. Yeah. Um, the design like is a little ninja. Yeah, she looks more like uh, like how Elektra looks in Marvel right now. Oh, really? So, yeah. Nice. But the art is pretty cool. It was uh, uh, Coppell, uh, Oliver Coppell, which is, uh, he's a really cool artist. I I, I loved his Thor run. Um, he did a book called uh, The Magic Order recently. So, with uh, Mark, uh, Mark Millar. So, it... It was a cool little story, but it, it, of course, just ran with how John Ridley usually writes his stories. It's all yeah. political stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. All right. Well, let's go ahead and just move on to the next Red Hood book, which was Urban Legends. This one had something in it that just really annoyed me. And you might be able to pick up on the spot um, when it happened. But what did you think of this story? It was all right. Um... I'm slowly starting to realize this was Chip's like reasoning to just like have his version of death in the family. Yeah. Like it's a very classic story. I understand how like there's going to be people who are attached to Jason or Red Hood in general that probably want to have their shot at doing that story. Mm-hmm. Um I'm curious to see what that part is. Um, this, oh, you know, I kind of feel like I know. I might know, but I, I want you to reveal it. Um, overall, I did, like, this isn't as bad as the last issue was. Mm-hmm. I think it still is a solid book. I think Chip still is a great writer. I really want him to do a solo Batman story though. Like I I know this is probably DC's way of saying, Hey, we want to know if you can handle these characters. So like, here's a red hood story. Yeah. But I really want to see what he can do to Batman or with Batman. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I will say there was a moment in this book that um, when Barbara's like, he's calling for you, Batman, he needs you. I like he asked for Batman like I thought that was really powerful I was like okay that's pretty cool I was like I really like that the moment that pissed me off is we know in the last book Jason got frozen or was being frozen by freeze 
Mm-hmm. What pissed me off is Batman's chasing these guys down in a fucking truck, and Red Hood is frozen. He is frozen fucking solid. And anytime we've seen this happen in a fucking book, when a body that is frozen falls, it shatters. Fucking J- Jason Todd flies out of an exploding <laughs> car going yeah. like 100 miles an hour and is perfectly fine when he hits the ground. He hits the ground and Bruce goes, okay, good. At least he's out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it made no sense to me. It, he should have shattered. And I, I just thought that was so I stupid. did think about that for a split second. I will say this. One thing that kind of annoyed me, and this is very, very like nitpicky, but it did not match the tone of everything going on around it. Uh, Batman realized that, uh, oh, crap, there was people following me. So Jason may actually be in trouble. So he goes back around and he starts fighting these guys that are about to basically kill Jason. Yeah. And then Batman punches a dude right in the face. And in big fucking letters, there's the onomatopoeia of kapow. Yeah. And I'm just like, nope, don't like it. Don't like it. And then the reveal of the new villain is fucking terrible. This he dude. This is basically Joker from Criminal Sanity. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Yeah, just so, with the yellow smile. Yeah, I thought it was a a stupid looking character. So, yeah, but the Jason Todd thing just took me out of the story. Yeah, I was like, he's um, shattered. I will say though, uh, Camrys Johnson, aka Batwing of CW's Batwoman actually wrote the Batwing story immediately after this. I didn't get the chance to read it, um, but I'm kind of interested to see how he is as a writer. So I might go back and read it. I did actually read the Tim Drake story, Robin's story, uh, that is in this book as well, um, just because it started a new story. It it was at a a part one or whatever, a chapter one. In uh, Future State Gotham and in this story, I'm I'm starting to realize, like, of course, everybody's going to play nice on social media. They're going to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, you know, writers can do whatever they want if they want to do whatever. There is two books that we have talked about, uh, Future State Gotham and now this one that characters have made fun of Tim Drake for calling himself Drake. Yeah, basically making fun of Bendis for trying to make Drake a thing. Hmm, that's interesting. I haven't yeah. really paid attention to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, uh, I'm I, I kind of want to read that Batwing story now too. Then now that you mention it, but yeah, the story we had some emotional things that I thought was kind of cool. But for the most part, yeah, like I said, I got taken out of it. But Detective also had another moment like this. Now, do you want to take the lead on this one? Yeah, so Detective, of course, we now know that this is more so about this virus, this this whatever kind of contagion type thing that is going on. Uh, 
they're starting to realize, hey, it's not the people, it's whatever they have inside of them. And so they're trying to see if there's anything related across Gotham. And if that's so, of course, it could get them closer to solving this mystery. A big thing here is that now with uh, uh, Lydia uh, being dead, because we saw that tease at the very end of last issue, now that Lydia is dead, people last saw her in front of Bruce's apartment yelling at him. So now he is a number one suspect in Lydia's murder. So he goes to the uh, GCPD. He's being questioned. I did not like this part. So they're questioning him and they're like, okay, so uh, do you have an alibi? He's like, oh, yeah, I was with this woman uh, outside of my apartment. We left to go have dinner. Okay, what is her name? Oh, if you give me my phone, I could possibly find her name if I text her with my phone. Like, he is, like, I don't know what Tamaki was trying to do there, but it was, like, I guess him trying to persuade them to get him his phone. Yeah. It just sounded really, really weird as far as dialogue goes. So I took that as Bruce being such a playboy, he doesn't even know the women he hooks up with names. Uh, okay, okay. That makes a little so, more sense. Yeah. So uh, then we get Nakano, his assistant, and of course, this big uh, burly dude, Mr. Worth. Uh, Mr. Worth is pissed. He's like, you have the person that could possibly be the reason why I no longer have my daughter. And you're just speaking to him like he should be dead. He should be below ground like he is super pissed. Um. We also get a really weird reveal that Nakano's assistant has this thing that isn't even this virus that we have seen before. This is something entirely different in him. He is now turning essentially to a fucking alien with this thing inside of him. I don't know what it reminded me of it. It started giving me like freaking anxiety. Yeah, but. I'm very confused as this. Mr. Worth is like, fuck it. I'll handle this myself. Thanos style grabs a freaking rocket launcher and destroys all of the GCPD as well as what seems like two blocks. Don't know how that happened. I guess just extra explosives within GCPD, which doesn't make any sense. But of course, this makes Bruce go on the run. And he goes underground, Mr. Worth follows him, and this is the part that got me really upset. Same. He yells, Bruce, where are you? And all this time, uh, Huntress is trying to catch up to him. And eventually, Bruce gets to the cave, is able to get his bat suit, and he's like, okay, you need to go get Lady Clayface, keep her secure, I'll be back You know, when I'm finished mm-hmm. with Mr. Worth. But Mr. Worth yells, uh, was he? Uh, he says, uh, where are you, Wayne? Yeah. And then Batman says, here, and punches him. I'm like, Bruce, you told Mr. Worth who you are. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, it was such a good issue. Yeah. Until this last page. Yeah, I don't know why they would, why she would do that. Like, you could have easily replaced it as, like, Wayne's not here and then, like, have him punch him. 
Yeah. Like there's so many other one-liners that you could have possibly made. And it is, I don't know. I just did not like this at all. Yeah, I, I basically agree with everything you said. The story itself was good. I liked everything that was happening in it. But that, I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, I I couldn't believe it. I was just like, why? But yeah, you could have replaced that with anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here. Wow. Okay, he just answered. Like, oh, here's my fucking identity. Uh, yeah, that, there's really nothing else for me to add. I just, I couldn't believe it. I was just really shocked. This was the first book that I read out of, like, this set the tone for everything else. And I'm just like, God damn it. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I have no words, honestly. <laughs> I, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was just so shocked by it happening. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's just. Uh, did you, well, did you read the John Ridley story I after? Did not. I did not. So this uh, John Ridley uh, basically is telling a story at the very end of this of uh luke fox's first days as the armorer of batman mm. and they get in a tight situation batman's kind of putting him under a lot of pressure and in order to like protect themselves from snipers uh they have to like throw out an emp that would put out their uh the power for like three minutes so they would have no communication yeah and during that time uh uh freaking alfred and fox are having a conversation and Fox essentially says the only reason why I'm going to work with Bruce is to protect Grayson and to protect any other child that Bruce wants to bring into his psychopathic tendencies. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds weird. It sounded so weird and off putting like for like. Ba- like basically Luke-, Luke Fox thinks that Bruce is a psychopath and that the only reason why he's working with him is to protect the children that he tries to bring into this war. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Weird. Not, uh, not because he is also getting paid millions of dollars to work at his company, but you know, it is what it is. Um, uh, so the final book of this, I think this was, I don't know how you felt about this, but I thought this was a quick read, which was Rorschach um i didn't think this read took that long um but we got i guess a kind of an interesting reveal i lo- i don't know how you felt about it but i love the way that this book went from essentially the detective walking through uh the discussion like every step of, by step of the discussion between myers and um laura or lauren laura mm-hmm. and uh i thought it was really cool i love the the future and the past kind of thing happening and then, of course, he has the, hallucina- the hallucination of uh, Laura being there. And, um, you know, he's he's trying to figure out, like, this carpet's different than the other carpet in the house. And this house is really nice. Why is it different? And she's like, oh, I don't know. We just had to do things ourselves. And that's him talking to the hallucination. And then he starts finding out that somebody was killed in the house, like a big, bloody, like, murder. And he starts discovering all of this stuff. He rips out the carpet. He sees all this blood. He sees a bullet in the wall, a bullet hole in the wall from like, oh, you got hurt and you didn't shoot somebody like you normally would. And he discovers that and he was all, there's no way you'd be strong enough to hide a body. So what'd you do with it? And he goes outside and they find out that there was, they put a body in a septic tank. And she was like, oh, well, you're not going to find any ID in there because we totally searched his pocket. She was like, did you search his jacket pocket? 
because the suit has one. And he, she was like, oh, shit, you can't be perfect all the time. And he finds a little recording in there, and it's a beeper. It's a beeper. And he calls the beeper number, and we get the big reveal that this person was somebody that works for the Redford election campaign company or whatever. Yeah. And so that essentially seems like the opposition, which was Redford, was trying to kill Tully. Yeah. So the one thing that I'm curious about was, didn't she say her dad hated Redford in this book or he was a fan of Redford? So in here, I'm trying to, because I'm like right at the page. It says, uh, let's see here. Uh, shoot. Um, at one point she says that she thinks Turley is worse than Redford. And then, um, I I want to say it was something about her dad saying like he she wasn't a fan of Redford, or it was something about the comedian too. Like the comedian was like paying homage, or Tully was. Paying oh yeah, so it says here, uh, that you know my daddy hated Redford with every fiber of his whole being. He thought he was just there to take things from us. Yeah. So I'm very curious if Redford was trying to hire them and she's changed sides like or maybe she just didn't. She thinks Tully's worse than Redford or she says that. Right. So she thinks Tully's worse. So she's trying to kill him. Yeah. And and she's very she's very confused as she says. And now we're going to shoot the one man who could challenge Redford. Daddy would have been in flames with anger. Yeah. I'm just I'm very confused as of like we don't necessarily know her like we know her motivations. Yeah. Because of the brainwashing that she's had with her family. Yeah. But then through the years she got this connection with Rorschach. Mhm. Remember, because there was the circus dude, the strong man. And she's like, oh, I think you are the reincarnation of Rorschach. But you never get at this point, like, does that mean she just wants to follow Rorschach? Or is she kind of commanding Rorschach? Because here it seems that this Rorschach, quote unquote, is the one that is making all the rules, the one that is bossing her around. So this may just be the weird mind of somebody who is brainwashed. Yeah. But like it it's getting very muddled. And I hope that near the end, King is able to like be like boom with that reveal and be like, oh shit. Yeah. Now everything makes sense. Well, we just got the big reveal in Strange Adventures on issue 10. So issue 10 might be the big reveal. Yeah, again here. true. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I thought it was a fast read, in my opinion, compared to the previous ones. Because like mm-hmm. the previous one, we had like three stories we were reading. Um, but yeah, I'm interested. I will say, because like I know this is supposed to be a political story going off of, I forgot which fucking event during the Trump era. But finding out that he was trying to murder somebody... Just gave me January six vibes. Like oh, yeah. finding that it was another com- like campaign, I was just like, I was like, that wasn't that was written a long time ago though. So like, I was like, <laughs> what, what did you know, King? 
Um, but anyways, I thought the story was good, uh, but I am interested in seeing where it's going to go. So we'll see what it is. But that is uh, pretty much it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, what do you got going on uh, in the future, man? In the future, I really don't have much. Of course, I always have all of my shows, which the link tree will be down in the description. Um, I am uh, go ahead and subscribe to Geek First Podcast on uh, on YouTube because I am going to be a part of their conversations with all of the video game stuff that is happening near the end of this week and stuff. So you can go back and watch it or watch it now from the time this is being published. Uh, but yeah, I'm just doing that. Uh, really hoping that we get some Arkham uh, or Gotham Knights news soon. Yeah, that'd be uh, interesting. WB sponsoring. So yeah, so hopefully we will have something, maybe more footage of the Suicide Squad game. Who knows? But of course, I'm always going to be live on DC Alliance Monday nights. Go check them out. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Noise, noise. You can check out my YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Go to the link tree. I have so many YouTubes nowadays. But uh, TikTok, I've been uploading every day there. So there's a lot of content there if you want to check it out. Favorite video I did recently was that Adult Swim one. That trend is the best fucking trend. I just got finished watching one uh, right before we started recording. Uh, They are so good. There was one that took it a little too far and was like a three minute video. Oh, God. Yeah, you don't go that far. And I was like, oh, nope, don't don't like it. Nope. No, but I think one of the creators of Adult Swim did one like Adult Swim did one. And I think somebody that was really big on Adult Swim, did, like, do you see the guy that did Adult Swim in his lawn? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like somebody that worked on Adult Swim stuff. Okay. So, if I'm not uh, mistaken. There there was one that I saw. Um, I've seen two people get tattoos of the, the Adult yeah, Swim same. logo. And I'm just like, like, no. You're doing free advertising, that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that shit. I was like, too. why? Um, uh, but I mean, but, if you grew up on it and it was big. Yeah. like I No, somebody actually uh, uploaded like the traditional – uh, like no swimming adult swim one oh, it like nice. immediately brought a, like a closed freaking memory in my head i was like yeah. that's awesome yeah those shits are dope man it's the literally the best trend i've seen on tiktok it's the best but anyways ladies and gentlemen definitely go check out that content but hope you guys have a good rest of the weekend uh because this is now uploaded on should be uploaded later today if i get to it so you'll have this will be the weekend but anyways ladies and gentlemen that is going to be it as always he is fanboy clay i am juice wayne and remember Batman is awesome. News Weekly.